0: Hi again, Gary Zacharias with The Apologist Bookshelf. I want to do something different for this podcast. I've been going through a lot of books and talking about the value of these books, but I want to step back and and, uh, talk about something that involves a bigger picture, and that is, what's the value of apologetics? Why am I so fond of apologetics? Why do a lot of people find it not only fascinating but extremely helpful for the Christian community? So, instead of doing a book, I'd like to just talk apologetics, maybe this podcast and, and possibly one more. So we need, a course, to talk about what do, we, what do we mean by apologetics. So I'm sure most of you have a pretty good idea. You've been uh, involved in it in the past. But apologetics is just simply making some kind of logical defense for what you believe in. So you have Muslims who have uh, apologetics. You have different groups that have apologetics. And we have Christian apologetics as well what we mean by that is we're trying to make a case for the truth of Christianity. So it's something like being in a court of law. If you're the prosecutor and you're sitting there and you have maybe one or two pieces of evidence that might lead to the conviction of somebody, well, you hope for the best, but wouldn't you feel a lot more confident if you had 10 or 15 items Uh, You had uh, DNA, you had some fingerprints, you had some eyewitnesses, you had some written documents, all sorts of things. That would give you a much stronger case. Well, we're doing the same thing when it comes to Christian apologetics. There's probably not a single thing that we can say that will just knock everybody over and they'll all come running and say, You're right, you're right, you know, Christianity is true. Different people will react in different ways. So we need to have a lot of different possibilities and uh, pile up, make what's called a cumulative case for the truth of Christianity. So let's think about this. You have theology and you have apologetics. You know, theology is the what. So things like, what do we say are the attributes of God? How how do we pray effectively? What's the nature of humans? What's sin? Who's Jesus? So we're asking the, the what questions. When you come to apologetics, these are now the why questions. So theology is what we believe, and apologetics is why do we believe this? So for example, we talk about the attributes of God, but why do we believe there's a God in the first place? I mean, that's a far more basic question, isn't it? How would we know there are attributes of something that's not there? That makes no sense. Why would we spend our time with that? But instead, we want to look at the attributes of God. All right, well, then we've got to make sure that there is a God out there. Why should we trust the gospel? So somebody stands up in church and says, let's read in the Gospel of John, let's read in uh, Romans, whatever. Why would we trust the New Testament, the Old Testament? Why we, why do we base our lives on these books? Why do we believe in miracles? So we read stories in the Old Testament, New Testament about Moses and uh, Joshua and Jesus and all these miracles going on. And a lot of the modern people today say, "Really? You believe in miracles?" I mean, that sounds pretty old-fashioned to me. But we do believe in miracles. We've got a lot of good reasons for that. Why do we think Jesus really came back from the dead? That's the that's the heart of Christianity. We can sing all the songs we want about Jesus, but if we really don't know and don't maybe not are not even sure that he really came back from the dead, why in the world are we spending the time in church? So apologetics Answers those kinds of why questions about Christianity. And by the way, there are plenty of great answers to all of these questions. So, why apologetics? Pretty simple. We want confidence for Christians. We want clear thinking for every challenge. And we want courage and grace for every encounter. And I got those three points from Greg Kokel. Uh, I love Greg Kokel's work. Sometime take a look at StandToReason.org str.org. Oh, there are so many good things on that website. He's got all sorts of uh, interviews and he's got uh, thought-provoking interactions with other people and all, just tremendous. So it's str, stand to reason, str.org. Okay, so one of the three things we just said here is the goal of Christians, the goal of apologetics is to add confidence to Christians. So let me share with you for just a couple of minutes here. Um, I hit up an apologetics class at our church, and we've done this for something like 13 or 14 years, I guess. And we've asked people, so you're in this class and you've taken it for several weeks, or maybe, it's, maybe you've been in here for months, I don't know. What are your thoughts as far as the value? What, what does this class do for you? And we ask for anonymous responses, and these are the kinds of things that we got back. This class has helped me interact with fellow Christians, not actual non-believers yet. All right, so that's something you don't think of. The goal, one of the goals is to work with other Christians. But as far as this confidence, let me share some of these responses. Here's somebody else. I have been better prepared because of the information shared in class. I can speak to the direct effect apologetics has had with my chats with my kids, all in high school and college. During a critical time in their walk with God in an increasingly hostile and secular world. Wow. Somebody else says, I can't believe, uh, I can't begin to say how much this class has helped me grow in my faith as well as helping me talk to people. I'm eager to go to hear what you've prepared for us and et cetera, et cetera. There's somebody that says, We're encouraged to go out and spread the word of Christianity. The problem is many of the non-Christians I come in contact with believe science has all the answers and I shouldn't be forcing my values on them. How do I hold an intelligent conversation with them and share my faith? And then here's what this person had to say. The apologetics class is teaching me ways to reply with confidence. So there's that word confidence again. Here's another person talking about the apologetics. It has and continues to equip me with the knowledge and confidence to witness to others. Somebody else said, uh, it matures my faith and encourages me to love God with all my mind. I think that's really uh, good because Jesus said we're supposed to love God with our mind. Somebody else said, apologetics apologetics has given me immeasurable confidence in Christianity. Here's another person. My experience in, in talking about the apologetics class increased my knowledge, confidence, and approach to sharing the gospel with others. So how many times do we keep hearing that confidence, confidence? I like this response. Somebody said, I was raised Catholic and my faith was a blind faith. Now I'd call my faith an informed faith. And then here's somebody that echoed what I just said about knowing the what and the why. It says, apologetics gave us, now this is a husband and wife, gave us the meat and potatoes of why we believe and ignited a fire to dig deeper in our walks as Christians. We learned why the Bible is true, why Jesus is the only way, and why we believe these truths. Okay, so once again, it, it's answering that why question. So we're trying to gain confidence among Christians. We're trying to give people some good, clear thinking and courage. And not only courage, but grace for their encounters. Now, of course, we all go back, all people who love apologetics go back to a verse in First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Here's what it says. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Well, shoot, you know, we could spend uh, an hour just going through this verse, but notice it talks about first being set apart. We need to dedicate ourselves to this mission. We got to be serious about it. It says we're always supposed to be prepared. So, this is not the kind of thing that we're supposed to say, okay, in three weeks, uh, my cousin's gonna come out and visit me from Chicago and I'll have time to talk to him. So I'll get all set up for that. No, it says we're always supposed to be prepared. Sometimes we get blindsided. I always tell my apologetics class stories of people that have just interacted with me and I wasn't expecting it and it ended up involving apologetics. One was in a doctor's office, another was a guy just walking up the street past our house. So we're supposed to always be prepared. We're supposed to have answers. Now, we may not have all the answers. So here's the good news. It's okay to say, I don't know. I'll check it out. I'll get back to you. But it says we're supposed to have answers, but we're supposed to do it with gentleness and respect. This is not a game we're playing. These people are not our opponents. We're not trying to beat them into submission. We're not trying to make them look bad or anything like that. We treat them as a creation of God worthy of respect, and we interact with them with gentleness and respect. By the way, those are not the only verses. Colossians 2.8 says, See that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. I always think of the Da Vinci Code. Good heavens, I think that took a lot of people captive. And it says, don't let anybody ca- capture you. So you can use apologetics as a defense, but if you go to 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says we demolish arguments and take captive every thought. So we're supposed to go on the offensive ourselves and knock down bad arguments. By the way, it doesn't say be offensive. I don't. That's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's to take the offense and to go out there and find bad arguments to show why they're bad. Always with grace and respect, though. How about more verses? I just want to share with you that, that a lot of people think apologetics is... Something that a few people like to do, but it's not for everybody. No, it's, it's just threaded all the way through the New Testament. Titus 2.8 says, In your teaching, show soundness. That means it's got to be logical. Whatever it is you say, it can't be just uh, weeping and having people come forward and, and a lot of uh, noise and, and all this kind of stuff. No, it says sound teaching. And apologetics can give you a real foundational approach to that. How about Paul? What does he do in his travels? Well, in many places it says he came in the synagogue and he reasoned with the people. It doesn't say he came in the synagogue and said, Hey, trust Jesus, Uh, I'm going to tell you some sad stories and make you cry, and it'll break your heart and you'll come forward. No, it's Acts 17.2, he reasoned with them. Acts 17.17, he reasoned in the synagogue. Acts 19.8, Paul entered the synagogue arguing persuasively. So why are we doing this? Why are we spending the time on apologetics? I'm so happy that you're listening to this podcast. Why are you spending the time on it? Well, we want to change the culture, don't we? Yes. Our culture is getting dark and it's getting darker. And I think we have a choice. We can just simply sit on the sidelines. We can go up on a hill and look down and watch the city fall into darkness. We can go into a monastery and talk to other christians and sing our happy songs and ignore what's going on yeah we could do that but that doesn't change the culture ideas have consequences and as we enter this darker time period we ought to be thinking about being those candles in the dark being that light picking up the wreckage because people because they're they're now walking away from christianity They're going to believe in something, and they're going to go some direction. Ideas have consequences, and based on their idea there is no God, they're going to live appropriately for that view and just crash and burn. It's going to be really, really ugly. We're seeing some of that right now. Suicide is uh, much higher than it used to be, especially among the young. We want to change the culture. We want to be a good influence, and apologetics will help us. Another value of apologetics, it shows the value of truth. It shows the value of truth. We're in a time period where people say, well, that's your truth. No, we're talking capital T, true truth. And then thirdly, why do apologetics? It's to show Christians can think. I hate to say it, but Christians have a pretty low reputation in our society. People think that we're all just weepers and love to join hands and sing kumbaya and all that kind of stuff. no. Christians can think. We have a logical faith that's built on evidence. It's not built on a leap in the dark. That's not Christianity. Christianity, Christianity is a reasonable belief. Okay, so we want to show people that Christians can think and can argue logically. Um, let, me, let me do this just because uh, time and all. I think I'm going to stop here, but I would love to share with you in a future podcast some things that some intellectuals and noted writers have said about the value of apologetics. So i may carry this over for another podcast. But anyway, I just wanted you to think now, before we get back into doing more books, just why are we spending the time on this? Why do I think this is important? Well, for a lot of reasons, building ourselves up. Uh, Greg Kokel said, apologetics is good for you to be able to take on the toughest critic you're ever going to encounter. He says, do you want to know who that is? It's you. In the middle of the night, you lie there and you wake up and you think, what am I doing? Why am I spending my life with Christianity? Is it true? Is there a God? Am I praying to thin air or is there somebody who's hearing me? Did Jesus really come back? We go to Easter service. Do we really believe that he rose again? So the toughest critic will be ourselves in those quiet times. We will have moments of doubt. And so Christianity, through apologetics, can firm up our faith. Uh, We'll we'll find out how many reasons there are to believe that it's true. It's got a worldview going for it much better than any other worldview out there. So let me uh, stop here, but I would like to do another podcast, I think, to talk about some people who have said really important things about apologetics. So we'll, we'll cut it off here. But uh, thank you so much for being part of this podcast and uh, hope to talk to you again soon.